hello everybody and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in the wild beyond the Witchlight, part 30 hearts desire today is september 25th 2022 and you are loved that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games if this is your first time joining us you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the vods of each of the games that we have played up until this point or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are being made available for free you can find us there under the same moniker and speaking of things that are being made available for free if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures you can check up on our after show called nights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from each other but also from the community so if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk you can of course always post them in the twist chat to the side the easiest way for us to see those is going to be joining us on discord the link can be found in the twitch chat to the side or in the description of this video or audio cast down below getting ready to run this adventure have comments on adventures we've already run again join us on discord it's going to be the easiest way for us to see that but Let's say you already support us on Patreon, you already support us on YouTube and Twitch and all of those other wonderful places and you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this fantastic show even more? Guess what, Acorns? I got your back, quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, aprons, clocks, posters, stickers, journals, and most importantly, we also have face masks that's right we got face masks with the symbol of tiamat upon them designed by our very own cyberwolf 1201 where all of the proceeds of our masks and the rest of our merch is currently going to help support doctors without borders so if you'd like to help support a good cause or possibly help support the show you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com that is indooradventure no s at the end dot redbubble.com but that is it for my opening spiel so hey rj who are you playing today Hello, everybody. Today, I'm playing Vice. I'm RJ. Wow, I'm already fucking this up. <laughs> he is the tiefling rogue warlock. Hey, everybody. I'm Sarah Roberts. I'll be playing Lowry Moon, the Hexblood Sport Druid. We both use she, her pronouns. And I am Media Flare, they, them, and I'll be playing Balhadur Morthak, uh, Dragonborn Ranger. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I'm going to be playing as Clout Impkin, the tiefling bard and i'm the indoor adventurer he him and tonight i shall be your dungeon master so last we left off our group made it all the way into the palace of hearts desire you or not the palace of hearts desire into motherhorn you slayed endolin moongrave also known as bitter end or creeping lin uh, you watched as, uh, Charmay, uh, a rather notorious individual, uh, came stomping your way, demanding to speak to Creeping Lin, because the world around you was shuddering and turning to a crash. It was at that point that you were put into a very difficult position indeed, when the Darkling, known as Charm, put a dagger to Charmay's neck, and commanding a set of shadows that she had been put in control of by Endolin. She made quick work of Charmé, but only after you agreed that you would sign a contract giving her temporary Archfey power to maintain the land of Yawn. Now, 
One might say that it wasn't the best play. Specifically, Balhader did not believe that this was going to be the right call. Uh, effectively, or especially after watching Charm, skin part of Charmé's arm where she had a symbol to Baba Yaga and then ate it, and that was not the only strange thing that Charm would eat this day, uh, with Clout dis uh, walking out into a performance-like setting, where you watch Charmé, or uh, Charm, as this Darkling Elder, now given Archfey powers, rip the sun out of the sky and swallow it whole, much to the surprise and joy of the Darkling onlookers. Now they could exist in a land of permanent night and no longer worry about exploding into sunlight as is, well, their way. Now, you are all informed that the way to the Palace of Heart's Desire was going to be by finding a bell that would summon some creatures that would then assist in carrying you to this palace. You managed to find the bell, but before anything ended up uh, firing off on that, you wanted to make sure that you could get some rest. Also rescue Glister, uh, a prisoner behind a magically locked door that had been dispelled, but thankfully with enough punches you were able to Kool-Aid man your way into the prison to then rescue Glister, return her to her sister Gleam, who then ended up shacking up with Clout. It was a good experience, all things considered. Vice was left writing out a series of letters. Lowry, you were spending some time, uh, I believe, writing a book? Reading a book? Or no, you were attuning. You were attuning to the staff uh, that had once belonged to Charmé. Uh, and Balhadur, you had just gotten done uh, kind of speaking with Vice in, in almost a grandfatherly-like way before also returning to the uh, Briganok tunnels. Now, we're going to pick up in the morning. Everyone, regain all of your hit points. Gain Ooh, all of your spell slots, unless anyone has anything they would like to do over the evening specifically. If not, we can just move right into it. No worries. <clears throat> I think in the morning when people see Vice, there is a new weapon strapped to his hip. Okay, and what weapon is that? It's a katana. Of course <laughs> it is. It's a... Uh... You can see along the uh, grip there is amethyst uh, clusters that are inlaid in it, and the um, the circle guard is of a dragon eating its tail. Hell yeah, love that. All right. Speaking of new, fun, and fresh items, you were all left with a, a good amount of gear. Uh, when we last left off, including a ring that looked very nice and shiny. Uh, does anybody do any arcana checks? Puts on the strange stuff without looking at it first. What, uh, were you all investigating that at all or just kind of hoping for the best? What was inside the sack? So inside the sack, you did not want to open as you would fear that it was going to be something akin to a mimic. However, as the night would have gone on, you would have realized that this does not actually have any kind of magic in it. And inside of said magical sack, uh, or non-magical sack therein, are four gold bedpost knobs. 
okay. bed knobs, if you will. All we're doing is missing some broomsticks, and uh, we'll have ourselves a show. You said golden? Yes. Four gold bedpost knobs that you would guess are roughly around 25 gold pieces each. Okay. I'd like to try and roll an arcana check on that ring. Yeah, make an arcana check. And this What's was this? the ring that was found on a shriveled hand of an elf. Or a shriveled elven hand. Uh, 19? A 19. You would know that this ring is magical indeed, and I would say that with your knowledge of magical things, or at least your, like... Your studies finally came back. Lowry has had a really bad track record of actually, like, having arcana checks. But this one you remember. Uh, and this is what is known as a ring of shooting stars. Oh. Alessandra had one of those. It, it, It's a star thingy. Ring of shooting stars. She'll tell. I think Vice picked that up. Vice was very, uh, he was very want to keep the ring and the hand. Or rather, just the ring, and then yeah, no, they, the uh, they threw the hand back into the box, mm -hmm. and yeah. then Val pocketed it. Oh. Do we need to check the hand, too? Is the hand the magical? The hand radiates no magic, except maybe, like, a little bit of necromancy for preservation. Animation. Like, in the same way that you would do, uh, like, gentle repose to keep it from decaying further, the hand might have some of that. Otherwise, it was just properly kept. Huh. Interesting. Uh, this is more aimed towards a... more spell-focused uh, spell person. I could use it, but... Anyone else wants to? What's the ring? It's a ring of shooting stars. You can. This ring has six charges. Uh, oh, while wearing this ring in dim light or darkness, you can cast dancing light and light from the ring at will. Um, the ring has six charges for the following other properties. It regains 1d6 expended uh, charges daily. Fairy fire. You can expend one charge as an action to cast fairy fire from the ring. Ball lightning. You could expend two charges as an action to create one to four three-foot diameter spheres of lightning. The spheres uh, you create, the less powerful each sphere is individually. Um, the spheres last as long as you concentrate, as if concentrating on a spell for up to one minute. Each sphere sheds dim light in a 30-foot radius. As a bonus action, you can move each sphere up to 30 feet, but no farther than 120 feet away from you. And when a creature other than you comes within five feet of the sphere, the sphere discharges lightning at the creature and disappears. That creature must make a DC 15 uh, dexterity saving throw on a failed save. The creature takes lightning damage based on the number of spheres you've created. So if you created four spheres, it's 2d4 all the way up to one sphere, which is 4d12 Woo! of lightning damage. And don't forget the shooting stars, which are after the uh, chart. Uh, you can expend one to three charges as an action. For every charge you spend, you launch a glowing moat of light from the ring at a point you can see within 60 feet of you. Each creature within a 15-foot cube originating from that point is showered in sparks and must make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw, taking 5d4 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Hmm. Any well. takers? <clears throat> 
Its core ba uh, value is helping people see. Does any of you struggle with seeing in the dark? I can even see in magical darkness. Otherwise, yeah. as far as I've seen, the three of you are close quarters combatants most of the time, so shooting lightning where you should be standing might be a bit dangerous. I'm one to agree with you there. Or it could be a good opener for someone who is melee. Who typically acts first within the group. <laughs> Vice looks around. Everyone's just staring at Vice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who indeed? Who indeed? <laughs> I'm usually concentrating on other things, man. Alright. You'll <laughs> slip it on next to his signet ring. Okay. Can I try to press my luck with Lowry and see if the unicorn mask has any properties we can use? Yeah, uh, make another Arcana check. I will assist you with that because I'm proficient in it. Or you, I got a off. natural twenty. Got a nat twenty. Okay, I hope we don't get into combat because I'm using up all of my luck now. <laughs> blomp, 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 blomp. Look, you were the one who asked me to let you punch something before, so uh, I'll just mark no combat. No. no, in front of. Let me punch. Okay, I'll let you punch. Tiny, tiny druid, want a punch? But Punching in combat do not necessarily need to be the same thing. That's true. For now, you know that the mask itself does not have any specific properties. However, there is a very interesting thing to note about this mask, which is that the unicorn's horn portion of it that still extends out has remained unchanged. It looks like the unicorn's horn in and of itself is still an element of this mask. Now, in order for the unicorn's horn property to have worked previous, you have to be able to tip the point onto the thing that you are looking to break the magic of. So you are guessing that you would not be able to then, like, wrap the horn back onto the mask to then bring it out. Because, again, it is that, that long piece of horn uh, that <laughs> extends outward. However, if you were to don the mask yourself and do a head boop or simply just touch the mask with the horn, you would be able to activate that property to be able to break curses. However, you do not know the means to activate that ability through this horn, so that still remains to be seen, but it at least gives a good direction. So you have gained one Majora's Mask Unicorn. <laughs> Fierce deity. Alright, what's the plan today, everyone? Well, <clears throat> we know where the bell is now. We have... Most of the things that we had come to acquire, but not in the same condition we were hoping to find them in. 
we are rested up now, and I am assuming Moon has had the time they needed to identify and understand the staff in which they picked up. Mm-hmm. Well then, unless there's a reason to stay around in this realm, it sounds like our next course of action is ringing that bell and seeing what happens next. Sounds like fun. Oh, I do have one more thing with charm. <sighs> and what is that? Yeah, she promised to show me something at the end of all this. <clears throat> okay. What she's been stealing from all the other hags. Well, unless they've left the castle, I think, or the, the palace, uh, I believe we're going in the same direction. I. Yep. Let's go. Okay. And before you head out from the Brigannock Tunnels, uh, Gleam will uh, take an aside with Clout uh, to uh, say that since they know that the Fey Beacons have been resolved, that the, the Peritons are no longer preventing people from using them, that she and her sister are going to return back to the Forgotten Realms, uh, back to Toril. Uh, however, she says that she will meet you at the Witchlight Carnival, uh, and she will give you a kiss on the cheek. Uh, and as she does, uh, she will say, I'd love to have you catch me sometime. Yes, I'm just going to have to chase. Uh, so, uh, and she just sort of, like, giggles to herself, uh, and walks off, and her sister, who you will find has acquired another one of the bottles of exquisite elven wine that you had tried to sequester, is in the process of just getting into it right off the bat, uh, and, uh, she walks up, and, like, as her sister's leaving, she makes a quick aside to you as well, and says, you're not that smart, but I think that's why she likes you. Thanks? She's not talking about running with trapeze artists. Goofball. She, like, rustles your hair and walks off. I like to catch Glister. Okay. Like. Yeah, Glister is, is early morning cups. Y'all, like, she can meditate for four hours out of a hangover. You were sleeping for four more. Um... Hey. Hey, uh, good morning, good handsome. Good morning. Vice turns away really quick and then, like, pops back face normal. <clears throat> um, could I ask you and your sister to do a favor for me? She, like, looks at her sister, looks at you, kind of squints her eyes a little bit. What kind of favor? She's already taken with your friend, so I don't think that's going to pan out. Um, I have seen Chicago. I am not going to even try. Um, if you find yourselves in Waterdeep, um, Ew, could you why would I ever do that? Free drinks? Can't turn down. Okay, we'll hear out your request. <laughs> if you find yourself in Waterdeep, um... Trollskull Alley. There's a bar there called Spirits and Spirits. Isn't uh, that, like, a gang bar? 
Eh. Eh. Like, I've heard that all of those, like, snaky stabby folk drink there. It, it's fine. Ask for hubris. Hand him these, and he'll hand her four letters. Tell him it's from his better half. Is this some sort of weird sex thing? No. It's just letters to family. I was hoping it was a weird sex thing. All right, I'll deliver your boring letters. You could, we could make it a weird sex thing, but no, I don't it's think too late. The moment's time. passed. Mm, yeah. Just uh, the Shame sun that. getting eaten out of the sky oh, yeah. and all that. I think I'd rather go home. That is a point. real buzzkill. Well, I hope you two stay safe on your journey. And she uh, nods and just says. <sighs> Maybe at the end of this bottle, come find me at the Witchlight, huh? And she, like, taps your face twice and then walks off. He'll give her a wink and point the gleam. I'll make sure that idiot gets back to you on the whole catching you thing. And uh, she just sort of smiles and uh, nods. He'll wave him off. Ah. Uh. What are we standing around here for? Waiting for you to finish. Now that you have, onward. The vice throws an arm around Bahadur's shoulders. It was a rhetorical question. <laughs> uh, but if there's an opportunity not to lose. Okay. So yeah, you guys make your way back to Motherhorn, and you can see that even though it is under new management, uh, new management is doing its best to work fast and make this transition just happen as, as quickly as possible. They don't want any lingering uh, thoughts or ideas about previous management kind of extending over into new management's territory. And Hurley is doing his best uh, to make sure uh, that everything is is tip-top shape they seem to be taking their duties uh rather well uh or at least taking to them rather well anyways uh but you are directed uh to where uh the storm balloon was where charm uh that was charm's mode of operations before her, her method of travel uh and on the way up you can see that the cloud that is holding it has actually grown exponentially it's it's about two times uh as large as it was previously and you can see that there are like darkling after darkling is is walking into uh what used to be a, a quite smaller uh, vessel attached to the bottom of this storm cloud. Uh, but Vice, you end up uh, coming up in Charm. Uh, you can see is in the process of like directing uh, these Darklings as to how best to maneuver, how best to get inside, that sort of thing. Uh, and then she sees you and she gives that same wild, sickening smile uh, that you have seen her make before, and she sort of, like, brushes off the other Darklings and comes over to you and just says, Vice, it's so good to see you. Is everything going okay? Everything is doing fine. Keep looking at me like that and you'll charm the pants right off me. Well, girl can dream. 
Uh, if you'll excuse us, we'll be making our way to the uh, to our next destination. No, yes, carry on and and all of that as you were. You don't have to tell me what you're up to. I honestly don't care. If I remember correctly, you mm. promised to show me something in your balloon. Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. I'll show you a few other things as well, if that's all right with you. The jacket comes off. It is tossed at clout. She, like, looks at you and just, not sure what you're intending. Someone's Jackie a little goes back gung-ho, on. as it were. <laughs> Listen, sometimes... That jacket just went directly over his head and then was just, like, pulled off like he was a coat rack. <laughs> There's a tear in it from where it caught one of your horns. Mending, 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 mending. <clears throat> Sorry, it's... I understand it's the heat of, of the days. moment. Let's just go before I embarrass though. myself even more. As you were, I kind of liked it here. And she will uh, motion for you to follow her into the balloon. And she says, we kept all sorts of things here. Uh, little trinkets here and there. Things that, well, Herringons would trade us or the Bullywugs. Really just people who were looking to make a deal. And that's sort of how we got our start here. Uh... This balloon, as you might have seen, not as big as it once was, or rather bigger than it used to be. That's because we're going to fly. I've been able to use these temporary powers of mine to build us an ark, as it were, something that we can all travel in. Are uh, you and the Docklings going somewhere? Well... Once everything pans out, and I'm assuming that you free Zbilna, or whatever her name is now, I would like to not be here or get the most mileage out of these abilities before they are surreptitiously taken from me. Wouldn't you agree? Hmm. Yes. So, big cloud, big ship... I have labeled this as, I believe, uh, uh, my kin in this situation would call it a hut. It's my new flying hut. It's a rather nice personal choice, design-wise, as it were. Rooms for everyone. They seem to just extend on ad nauseum. A bit like a magnificent mansion spell, then. A little bit. At least... In this situation, there's always room for those running from the sun. Well, if you're still around, after all this is over, I might take you up on a small ride. Like I said, I don't plan on staying here for long. Get everything ship-shape, and then as soon as things go a little sideways, maybe take a dip. <laughs> that sounds good. Oh, it sounds better than good. I have big plans, but that's not why you decided to stop by, is it? No, curiosity got the better of me. Oh, curious about what? I am single, seeing as how that was what you were interested in at the very start of this, but again, time does not exactly... Uh, I... No offense to you, I'm sure that you would be a delight, but I have better things to do. 
Oh no, that's perfectly fine. Um, no, you told me when we were first striking out the contract that you had something to show me. Oh, you yes. Really, uh, specify. And thus, curiosity got the better of me. Yes. No, you were interested in the thread, correct? That was the last thing that you would express. Well, I still have it. Do you want and... to know how it works? She says, sort of like unspooling it from one of her small, like, dagger pouches. Yes. How does it work? What color is it? Looks at the thread. And the color last you saw was a very... Fuzzy it was silver like, or it was something? Like a, yeah, kind of like a fuzzier white, fuzzy silvery color. It almost looks like it has like a like a fur texture to it, now that you're able to see it closer. Fuzzy? White silver? Interesting. Hmm. What, is it different for everyone else? Yes, actually. Oh. I mean, the rest of us are there, right? Uh... Yeah, Vice had asked, that, like, actually. I would like to go into the balloon by ourselves, because I don't know Got if things it. are okay. going to get sexy. Yeah. No worry. <laughs> yep. What, what does that mean? Well, the thread is the color of the thing that you hold most dearly, the thing that you love more than anything, I believe. Let me just check my big book. No, it's your most hated thing. Ah, oh, yes. I, no, I think it's your biggest failure. Well, let's see here. It was something depressing. I remember that. I Because like, it was my both Vice and Pam what seemed it. <laughs> yeah, my memory is their biggest failure. Okay, ba -ba -ba. This thread or just has was... Vice on it. What the fuck? <laughs> that might have just been a theory. A, a game, game theory. theory. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will let you know that I was fairly certain. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Danae's right. It's your biggest failure or something or regret. How about the three who aren't in this scene talk amongst themselves and I can find it real quick. So you've just seen Vice walk off with this temporary archfey and Darklings are going back and forth. How long do we let him go in there before we go after him? What's their usual endurance limit? You know what? I couldn't tell you. I will we'll give them 15. Uh... Moon, would you happen to be able to do me a favor and embed a tooth in this air vehicle? Mm, that's not how it it works. Can I buy a coin from someone then? Uh, I'm attempting to put something familiar that I can have my scholars trace later in case they do intend to do some sort of rebellion or war in the future. Mm, I can spot you, Silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. uh, um, I would like to try to find a way to subtly hammer this in between two boards uh, on the, like, building part that's underneath the cloud. Yeah, for sure. Uh, make a sleight of hand check to do this without getting noticed. 
Okay. I'll guide you. Thanks. When I say guide, I mean inspiration. You know, the thing that a bard can do. Uh, D8? Okay. I'm going to take plausible deniability as a fellow hag, and I will meet up with you all later. <laughs> all right. So that totals to 14. Okay. Sounds good. So with a 14, you are able to put this on. You see some darklings that are like, like they kind of like look over and see you doing a thing, but like they, it doesn't matter to them. They'll, they'll make a note of it later, but chances are they probably won't act on it. Okay. Meanwhile, in the uh, area, the thread itself is the color of frustration and self-doubt is perceived by the one looking upon it. Great. Vice, you can make a, a quick history check. Is this entertaining? Body, I... A 16. A 16. Now that you have an understanding of what that of what that thread is showing you, the coloration, the patterning, it does remind you of someone. Specifically an old partner of yours that in a different life you may have opened up a bar with and gone on many adventures in Waterdeep. But this looks like that same lush silvery white fur that she has. May I feel, say, like, reaching for the thread? She says yes. Runs a finger along it. It feels just like that fur. Well, that's rather depressing. Isn't it, though? I don't know whether to, t to thank you for showing me this or not, but... Huh. I guess I'm still finding out things about myself. Do you want to know what I see? If you're willing to share. Of course. To me, it's a dull gray. And it's nothing. I have no regrets over the things that I've done. So, this threat is meaningless to me. If you'd like to purchase it, you seem rather smitten by its texture. I'd be willing to part with it, if you'd like. He will reach behind himself and pull out the ornithopter. A trade? I doubt I have enough gold to actually purchase this from you. That's fair. Then a trade it is, and she will extend out the thread. He'll hand her the ornithopter and take the thread. Okay. Yep. Solid trade. We already have so many ways of flying. We don't need another. Yeah. Well, you Honestly. Say that, but... <laughs> And it is, I am rather busy, but did you have anything else? Any other questions, comments, concerns? Good journey to you and yours. Thank you. Cool. I expect that 
After everything's said and done, we'll have a home. That you can be rest assured. Yeah. Home to return to is a good thing. Hmm. It's one way of putting it. And she will take her hat and give a very gracious bow towards you and then pops it back on. Yeah. Vice will be spinning the thread between his fingers as he leaves. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, Lowry, you wanted to turn a blind eye on all of these dealings with hags. Where did you mm -hmm. want to go? What would you like to do during this situation? Lowry's going to go look for Charmaine's remains. Okay, yep. You had dragged them into the 10-foot deep trap, and it looks like they reset the trap, but they didn't bother moving the corpse. Uh, am I able to uh, disarm the trap and get into the pit? Yeah, I mean, it's a false floor. Mm -hmm. It's not that yeah. difficult to disarm. You can even, like, trigger it yourself and then hop in there. But yeah, you find Charmaine's now day-old corpse, and, like, it's, it's like you can see the bruising of like where she had been attacked previously like it is that kind of like post-mortem uh corpse that is here that it was left in not a great way but all of her parts and pieces are still there other than things that you took Lowry's gonna lean over Charmé and with a very blank look on her face say let's see if Pam was right and if you can still be useful and she will reach out her hands over the corpse and take on that unnatural green light that seems to emanate from her and push it into the corpse as she lets uh, her fungal infestation yeah. infest this corpse. So you have the, like, those motes of basically like spores that seem to rain down from your skin almost as if they were like dust motes or anything like that. And as you kind of push it in, you can see that the bloated, bruised parts of Charmé's body begin to also glow as, like, you see, like, little dots and little motes again just sort of, like, begin to speckle on her. And then what you would swear is veins begin to turn into that almost, like, that dark blackish color of old blood. But then you realize that as the veins are spiraling out, that's not a vein... That is the little fibers of a mushroom tendril that have begun to sort of, like, extend outwards. And as you use this ability, you see, like, the fingers begin to twitch and move in a variety of ways. Almost like electrical signals are getting sent to her. As you can see, hand begin to move and eventually, like, finds a flat spot and then builds themselves up as these shelf mushrooms begin to grow out of her person as Charmé begins to stand in front of you. Still looking very fresh, but on the spots where she was most heavily injured, there are a variety of fungus that are that have begun growing from her. Uh, Lowry will take a step back, cross her arms, and kind of kick out her hip as she assesses this newfound ability and says stand on one leg and Charmé you see like lift one leg and like brings the hands out to try and balance and then has to like set a foot down and then lifts the foot up again to try and balance like she's trying to do the best but you can tell that like the motor function is a bit lacking on this corpse Good. it looks like it's getting the hang of it though 
Good. I won't be needing you anymore then. And Lowry's just going to punch Charmaine in the face. Okay. And the <laughs> neck just like snaps backward. The body is still standing straight. Do you like, is there like on a timer? They, Can you dismiss it? Uh, they are raised with one hit point. So okay. all it takes is one just pop and then like mm -hmm. down onto the ground. No longer moving. Yep. But yes, you dust have off her hand. Yeah, Lariel dust off her hands and climb out of the hole. Okay. And I will say that you are, uh, at this point, Vice, when you return to the party, Lowry, you are making your way to the rest of the party as well. What does this look like to all of you? A quickie. I meant the thread in my hands. Oh, sorry. What does it, it look like to the rest of us? Well, it is on a bi-individual base, but the thread is the color of frustration and self-doubt. And I will say, not just color, but it also will have, like, you can have it be, like, a slightly different texture, that sort of thing, but... Oh. God. <sighs> yep. Self-doubt. I imagine for Lowry, it's like, it looks very porous, like mushroomy. It looks no. like pine needles. Oh. Like that kind of emerald green color of the deep wood. Like the location where she was killed. Yep. Oof. What's it look like to Clout? Uh, one, of, one of two things, but either way, it would be white. What string? <laughs> huh. Why am I not surprised? Vice will just tuck it away. Alright. Did we take care of everything we need to take care of? I'm going to see how many of those jars up there I can carry, but otherwise I'm ready to go. Don't we have a bag of holding? Do we also have a bag of holding? Uh, Pam had the bag of holding, but I believe it was an infusion. I so think at some point it. someone got a bag of holding as a from gift old from... Man. Oh, yeah, old man. Because I got yeah. boots of um, Elvenkind. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, the, the one Pam made that was originally carrying Clapper would have been done. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure the only I'm pretty sure the only bag of holding we ever got was the one that Pam made. I think. What did Clout get from Nib? <laughs> For Fluke and Vandor. Okay. And, and that then... was because Clout said, nah, left, and then Pam's <laughs> Pam went in and was like, hang on, I want to get something for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know Lowry got the dust of sneezing and choking. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought we had two for some reason. All right. Dang. All right. How? Yeah. How heavy are these uh, bombs? That is all they are to me. Yes. Yeah, so these bottles, uh, filled with lightning, I would say that they have a similar weight to. We'll say it's like a bottle of beer kind of thing. Like it's not too heavy but if you're carrying like 12 of them it can be cumbersome oh you okay. know what i i take it back the the thread for clout isn't white it's that same like scratchy 
stuff that he sees over people's faces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's more like steel wool than a thread. Yeah, but it's always like moving. All right. So then uh, Bal is going to grab a total of one, two, three, four, f- one, two, three, four, five, six of them and put them in their backpack. Okay. Grab six. So there are 24 bottles of lightning left. exactly do these do uh well there's some sort of potion like an incredibly caffeinated drink to some types but uh to those who cannot handle the effects they also function as a fantastic explosive device huh vice walks to a window looks out of it and sees if it's clear down there or not yeah it looks like there is a, a drop to the like a bottom floor without any goblin or uh, stage performer idling about fire in the hole fire in the hole <laughs> see there is a, an electrical burst as the bottle breaks on the ground yeah interesting vice will take up three vials okay right, so there's 20 still on the shelves 21 well, one just six. got yeeted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep, so 20 left. How heavy are they? Uh, a, like, it's like a, a bottle of beer. Uh, it's it's not overly heavy, but again, if you're carrying multiples of them, they can be a bit cumbersome. Like, one beer by itself, not bad. If you're trying to carry an 18-pack in your backpack somewhere, like, you're gonna feel the strain of all of that weight. Yeah, from the imagery uh, uh, in D&D Beyond, uh, a spell bottle, which is a bottle containing a spell, uh, it looks like the size of, like, a beer bottle with a little string you can tie to your belt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Lowry's going to ditch her torches and 50 feet of rope to make room. She'll take 10 of them and work them into her uh, kit and onto her person. Okay. I'll add the 50 feet of rope to... Vice's kit. Clout will take zero of them. Because <laughs> if you're hitting close range, that could be a bad thing. Yeah. No, if he's gonna get rough and tumble with somebody, he doesn't want of those want one of those in his pocket. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or do you? Uh... Is that lightning in your pocket? Or are you happy to see me? <laughs> lightning. It's lightning smash. What are the what's the item listed as on D D Beyond? I don't know. Does it say? Okay. I just made a custom uh, item called Bottled Lightning. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, you can do Spell Bottle, which is a magic item in D&D, and just type in the name of the spell in the description. Yep. You can hurl it at somebody, and if it hits, they take 2d6. Yeah. <clears throat> so up here uh, beyond these rafters here is a bell that they hit at some point it's not too difficult to climb up but uh, I th- suppose we need to get up there and ring it or have someone ring it and we all stand by for I think some sort of birds it was cranes alright hey strong man Oh, you my mean bell. Me. Rephrase, please. 
take it literally. <laughs> Ring my bell. <laughs> Just punches him. God. No. Uh, he'll go. He'll go and pull the the bell. Okay. He'll grab it from the highest place that he possibly can, and then like take a jump Whee! so that he goes flying up into the air. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> and uh, then I cast my ring of shooting stars at him. <laughs> okay, so the bell rings, and from this balcony area that you were near, uh, you immediately see that there are what look to be like eight specks on the horizon that are coming in your direction. Uh, based off of how how quickly they are moving, you're guessing that it'll take roughly about 20 minutes for these cranes to arrive. But they seem that they are uh, very much on their way, looking forward to just grabbing the shit out of you guys and taking you exactly where you need to uh, where you need to go. Hold so you got 20 minutes over my head, and I wait for the demons to grab me and take me to the village yep you got 20 minutes is there anything you want to do in 20 minutes go ring the other two bells <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, some time looking over at clout what when exactly do you think we'd have time to do this <sighs> what do you think we're not gonna have any time afterwards Time to do what? Tell this gooba who he is. I mean, we've got a flight plus 20 minutes wait. It might be helpful to you. Yeah, it might. Or it might make me a blubbering mess. And that's something you can reflect upon to find out why it was so damaging to you. Damn. We have a long <laughs> flight ahead of us, too, I assume. God damn. <laughs> Lowry's gonna take Clout by both hands. There's an option that... Or there's a possibility that we may be walking into more dangerous things. So would you rather know, or if something happens to all of us, would you rather die not ever knowing? And just wondering. It's hard to say. If we do run into anything dangerous, I want to be able to do something about it. I don't want to be second-guessing myself or... <sighs> Whatever it was, I chose to forget it. I think that's Are a mistake sure now, but... That? That your lack Am of memory was consensual. Am I? Do I? Do I remember whether or not I decided this? But it was a long time ago when we it, were talking about it. To get uh, it was implied uh, that this is something that you came to Zabilna for. Yeah. I I think it was a mistake now, but. I'm worried about why I would make that decision to begin with. It's got to be something bad, right? No. It could have just been something you weren't ready to face at the time. Mm-hmm. Makes you think I'm ready now. Because you might die soon. 
<laughs> and oh, you can see, dinosaur. like, now they're only, like, ten minutes away. These large birds that are just, like, <laughs> flapping. Long beaks just sailing in your way. And they are, like, dead set in the direction of the bell. Ultimately, it's your choice, Cloud, but we'll help you through it. What's the most important thing? The most important thing is you, memory loss or not, have not changed at all. You're still fucking boorish, pig-headed, and an asshole. I don't think you're an asshole. Endearingly. Parentheses. So if I haven't changed at all, then what was the point? I don't know, honestly. That is something you have to ask yourself. I just know the beginning. Where you ended up is on you. Why does Cordial hate me? <sighs> Vice goes into his bag, pulls out a hip flask. You're going to need this. So, Cordial, from my understanding, hates you because you said that she can't see me. And I couldn't see her. Oh, wait, wait, wait a sec. What the fuck did you do? Loath as am I to say it, uh, when I was younger, I was a bit of a womanizer. Mandanizer. I didn't treat people right. But never you or Cordial. I always tried to do right by you too. I think old you was concerned that I might pull something with her and forbade us from seeing each other again. I... I did my best not to see her while we were in Waterdeep. When she went to school, I pitched in a bit, made sure she had to work, but like, not too hard, so she could focus on her studies. That's for the most part it. What, just not being able to see you? I think you were right good about it. I believe you two had a falling out. You did coddle her quite a bit. She was growing into her own person. Do you know how she's doing now? She's fine. Assistant uh, in a potion shop off Market Street. I think she's been saving up enough to start her own place. Hmm. Good. I, I think she'd like that. Been out here for eight years over this? Like I said, I know the beginning. I don't know how you got here.
Thanks, I guess. Again, you haven't changed much, if that matters. I don't know how much that matters. If you ever do find yourself in the city of Waterdeep, you should look her up. I think she'd be glad to see you. Yeah. Might be time. Vice punches him in the shoulder. And speaking of time, your companions, your new crane adventurers have arrived. Uh, and I say crane adventurers. I just mean big-ass fucking cranes. Uh, these things are massive. They are definitely uh, some sort of giant crane. Uh, and there are eight of them. And as you uh, as they arrive, they land on this area. And then they sort of, like, look at you all. And then just, like, squat down a little bit. And ex each uh, four of them will extend wings out. Uh, for to allow you to climb onto their back. You all want to hear the most embarrassing thing to ever happen to Clout? Vice is saying as he, like, hops on top. Sure! <laughs> Looks to Clout. <laughs> Just kind of gives him a look. Well, there whatever was I one. Say, whatever I say, it's not going to stop you. Yeah. Uh, there was one time we were having some food in our bunks when we used to work together. Uh, he spilt beef broth all down his front, and his bed sheets smelled to high heavens for, like, a few weeks. <laughs> Practed quite a lot of rats. Alhador will climb up on the crane as well. Yep, and even though Balhadur is a chungy them, uh, this crane seems strong enough to be able uh, to lift up with you on it. Uh, and They can grip him by the husk. <laughs> Get him by the nape. Uh, but the, yes, these, uh, these cranes with you on their backs will then take some time to kind of like head up realign where they need to go and then they are off once again and the four of you find yourself flying through the skies of yawn uh it seems like again without you know the lightning and the frequent uh aerial problems uh that would otherwise exist here in this part of the demi plane flying is is not bad it's not too difficult and you feel the rise in the ascent and as they continue to lead you higher and higher and higher, you eventually part through a large barricade of mist, and then you find yourselves at the base of what looks to be a large mountain. And you can actually see that there is this broken road that extends down and more in a southward direction. And as you get a good glimpse 
of where you are currently before you can even begin to see the palace of heart's desire the one thing that you notice while you're up here is that you can perfectly see all three different corners of Prismere. You can see hither, you can see thither, and you can see yawn. And you can see one of them being more boggish. You can see the other being a heavy forest. And again, you can see yawn, this area where you came from. But above them all, in the center, you see a massive palace. You, uh, you see a twilight palace that emerges dreamlike from the clouds. A giant marble tower ringed by delicate spires casts its shadow over the rooftops below. Another tower teeters nearby, torn from its foundations and held aloft by a coiled beanstalk. Monstrous vines cling to the palace walls and choke the promontory of rock on which it perches. Now... As you begin to, as you continue to observe your surrounding, which, again, the Palace of Heart's Desire is a rather beautiful place. It's a rather wonderful place that seems to be bathed in this twilight glow. There is something that you are, uh, that may put uh, those of lighter heart on edge, which is that you hear and can see hundreds of birds burst from the canopy of an ancient forest below you that scatter in all directions, and you recognize this forest as being thither. Moments later, a, a much more ferocious creature erupts from the woods, a sinewy, pale green dragon that takes to the sky and flies towards the palace. Its mighty wings carry it to great heights. Once above the palace, it drops like a stone and vanishes from sight behind the palace's high walls. Balladur, you would know this creature as a jabberwock. The rest of you would also remember this creature as a jabberwock and you were told never to encounter it as it would as it's a man eater it will devour that's a whole lot of nope as the cranes begin just taking you again still ever closer to this same castle balladar you muted yourself I did. We are about to find out if something that is unslayable can be slain. Does anyone have a Vorpal Sword? No, just a regular sword. I left yeah, my fresh... Vorpal Sword in my other pair of pants. We can still try and make them go snicker-snack and see what we can do while we go get a love thing back. What? Quoting the poem. Or they're quoting the poem. Oh. How do you make something snicker-snack? Animonopia. Words don't go snicker snack though. They do, depending on what time period and regional location you go to. Dawn is the sound of an explosion to some countries. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, as these cranes continue to take you, you pass by what looks like a large outer gate. Again, you can kind of see that there is the main palace in the back. As you're passing over the gate, there are two towers, one on the right, one on the left. But the cranes seem very uh, uh, set on taking you down into a garden. And as you arrive into this garden, the scent of roses, cow, uh, cow's lips, and hyacinths suffuse this vast garden ahead a ring of standing stones rise from the flower beds 
Glittering streams divide the garden and connect with a large pond shaded by the willows. The garden is, a, is silent, save for the sounds of music and voices coming from a colorful pavilion by the front gate. Yeah, the cranes oh. then land. They allow you to then step off. And then as soon as you are off the cranes, they just immediately alight again and are gone. Was I under the wrong assumption that this place was supposed to be abandoned? I mean, abandoned doesn't necessarily mean icky. Then by the original denizens, at least... Severely neglected, based on the way that tower looks, but uninhabited, I don't think, was something we knew for sure. Right, right. Yeah, and as you're here on the ground, kind of looking around, you can see that there are, like, in the distance, there are fruit trees that have, like, golden and silvered fruit hanging from uh, trees respectively. And you also notice looking at the streams that the water is actually caught mid-flow. does not seem to be moving. You look over at flowers and you can see bees lazily like emerging, like coming off of the flower with pollen still trailing behind them. And the pollen also is frozen still in time with this bee set along with it. It seems like this landscape and things that you are, are taking more general notice of are beyond time. They are Neat. stuck in a stasis. If I were to prod a bee, like, move it, is it stuck there, or does it just, like, boonk? You are met with an impossible force that prevents you from pushing the bee farther than where it is. Ah. Lowry's gonna reach down and try and run her hands the stationary water okay your fingers like slide into it and as you bring your fingers back it's almost like there is like a surface tension albeit of uh gelatin that seems to like push back on you it seems very thick and malleable but overall it is still doing its best to maintain this kind of non-newtonian uh, uh element to it well this explains why it looks so nice. Uh, Vice, if I can borrow your shoulder for balance, uh, Balladur would like to place one foot on top of the mid-flight bee, and then, with the support of Vice's shoulder, raise their left foot to see if the bee can support their weight with their un unfathomable force. Uh, it would appear as though this bee caught mid-flight is able to support you. Uh... <laughs> With uh, its its tiny bumbly wings are able to support not only itself but you. This is extremely interesting. We should write about this in the Elder Scrolls. What? The, the it... fact that I can stand on a flying object. Grab a cheese plate one day, and we'll write it down. You'll understand one day. Mm -hmm. So the palace is stuck in time in some way, it seems, or at least parts of it, based on the bee in the water. So it would seem. I wonder how long it's been this way. Granted, time is already a fucky concept in Artwell, but... 
Could this have been the cause of the fracturing of the realm? Is it a cause or a symptom? Couldn't be both. Uh, a survey around the area, yeah. besides the bee in the water, looking further ahead, do trees in the area sway at all? Does like the beanstalk have any motion to it? The beanstalk looks like it is relatively stationary. Make a perception check. Make a perception check. Rolling dice, see in scores. Uh, 13. No, 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 no. 13. Uh, from this distance, um, you do not see any general movement. It could just be that it's moving either so fast, it's so far away that it doesn't look like it's moving at all, like some clouds. Or it could just be that it's not moving very quickly. You're not sure. It 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 does look like it is sort of maintained. It doesn't look like it got caught like mid burst out. Like this was some emergent growth that is, is that was like there and then time froze. It looks like this was either part of it before or something that came after. You're not uh, really sure on that. But as you go to look around. Not only do you see these uh, gold and silvered fruits hanging from a variety of trees, Balhadur, as you are exploring around, you actually come across a pavilion. And the reason why this pavilion is quite astounding to you is that you see seven guests, one of them a talking bear, lounge around a picnic table covered with an emerald green cloth and laden with cakes, teapots, teacups, and cutlery. Two of the guests are motionless and silent, but the others are engaged in spirited conversation. At the back of the pavilion, a string quartet of badger minstrels plays delicate chamber music. And walk backwards towards the rest of the group. And <laughs> as, you walk yep, as you walk back to the group and inform them that you've made some discoveries, that is where we're going to go into our break for the evening we're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes don't go no place unless it's to grab a food grab a drink grab a friend or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com pick yourself up something nice and we'll see you all shortly all right everybody see you soon hello everybody and welcome hey everybody so guess what what chicken butt but oh, continue but um chicken butt I don't know. That's the punchline to the joke something? I've been trying to find. Oh, I need a notebook, Simon. Can you recommend me a oh, notebook? Oh, actually, I can. Yeah, so this notebook that I got, I got from shop.therookandtheraven.com. Now, what was really cool about going to shop.therookandtheraven.com is not only could I completely customize the cover, even the pages themselves, so that way, like mine, for example, uh, are, are a lot of notes for the four keeps that if you zoomed in, you could probably see what I'm planning for the next set of arc, but don't worry about that for right now. Uh, you can also get customizable, uh, like ring binders on the side you can upload uh, upload you can add new pages into it uh, and they have like completely unique covers so this was actually from the spring 2022 collection so if you go to shop.therookandtheraven.com right now you won't be able to get this cover but you can get a lot of other really cool covers to go with it now you're probably thinking customizable journal awesome pages great friends a lot of things that we can actually utilize 
But did you know that there's actually an even better reason to go to shop.therickandtheraven? And that's because if you use the code HYPEGOBLIN at checkout, just HYPEGOBLIN, you can get 15% off of your overall purchase. And that's not even for like a collected journal. You could be just getting the key rings. You could be just getting the paper, just getting the cover that you have right here. And if you use the code HYPEGOBLIN, again, that is HYPEGOBLIN, all one word, you get 15% off of your overall purchase. And that's been good since the start of this campaign. I'm guessing it's going to be good even well into long people are, mm -hmm. are checking out on the audio cast variants of this. We're trying to help save you money and we're trying to help uh, help our, our good friend, uh, you know, make it as one of those media influencers. So again, shop.therookandtheraven.com. What are you waiting for? You are so are You're also lovable um, and wonderful and so good to me. And I just want everyone to know... I added artwork into mine of Lowry. It's like a scrapbook now. Aww. <laughs> and, and here's the original piece that inspired the entire character by Alyssa Vamp. Yay. AKA Satan. Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so if you were looking for a snazzy journal all of your own, you want to help support, one, not only some good content creators, but also a pretty decent company. You can go to shop.therookandtheraven.com. Hype Goblin. Save you 15%. Hey, that's me. I'm decent. Yeah. <laughs> but, support. Is the poll still going on? The poll is not... I believe for the game her awards. Mm -hmm. That it is ended? actually they extended Whoa! until tomorrow. Well, we should mention some of that then. We should. Okay, <laughs> okay, guys, gang, acorns. Did you know? Did you know that a very one of our own members of the Proof of Fools has been nominated not only for best cosplayer of the year. Not only for best charity streamer of the year, but as a de facto best Twitch streamer of the year. That's right, our very own Hype Goblin, Sarah Roberts, is currently being nominated in three different categories, all of which would make her cry if she won. So what I am asking you all to do, RJ, post the link to the Game Her Awards. Let's we'll make Sarah cry. Let's make Sarah Let's cry make of cry. brackets affectionate. Go and vote for her. It's super easy. All you have to do is just type in either Sarah Roberts into the search or the Hype Goblin. RJ's already on top of it. He's posted it with the keywords already in. It's never been easier. Click the link. Vote for our friends. Let's make her cry. Bracket affectionate. Hey, Sarah, I have this site bookmarked so I can check every single day. Okay. <laughs> so go check it out. It's a great time. Wait, Silver? Yes, you are an acorn. Everyone here is acorns. We're all acorns here. Acorns from the top down. And you want to know what acorns do? We help our community grow. And the only way that we can do that is by doing things like helping to vote for a friend who does fantastic work each and every single day. Please go check out the link that's in the side. Thank you very much. I love you all. And we love you. Mwah. All right. Back in the game, Balhadur has just seen that there is a group uh, of individuals, including a talking bear, uh, that are being entertained by some badgers, and you are making your way back to where you last left the group. Speaking of the rest of the group, uh, were you just kind of like letting Bal go off and do their thing? Did you want to explore on your own? What seemed to be the best, uh, the best means for you all? If no I one... said whisper with Bal. Okay, <laughs> whisper is going with Bal. 
I'd like to climb one of those trees and try and get a, one of the gold or silver fruits. Okay. Do you have a preference? Mm, surprise me. Okay. Uh, roll a d6 for me. Okay. If no one grabs him by the collar, Vice is exploring. <laughs> I rolled a six. A six? Okay. So that is going to be even. Let me just see here. Okay. That will uh, get you a gold fruit. Ooh. And it like it plucks off the off the tree really nice. It doesn't seem like it's bound by the same time properties that the bumblebee was, um, and kind of feeling it around on your hands. It feels very nice. It feels warm. Hmm. Uh, if I can, I inspect it to see if there's anything arcana-y about it. It does seem like it has a little bit of magic to it. Cool, I rolled a three. I'm so glad it has a little bit of magic to it. Yep. <laughs> I would say that with the three, like, you're a nature wizard. You are a druid. You are akin to, like, the idea that the green fuels all of these things. You are guessing that there is no way that fruit growing nearby the palace of an archfey that has been time-locked does not have some kind of, like resident like either like mm -hmm. a, a, a film on the outside or like it itself is magical but you you definitely get uh a a magical property from this uh vice you said that you wanted to if nobody was stopping you you wanted to run around and do a little bit of exploring sure okay yes is anybody stopping vice because Bal went off exploring, <clears throat> Lowry's climbing a tree, and Clout, God. you're just sitting there being like, why was I an asshole earlier in my life? <laughs> um, so yeah, I slick sends... my hair back kind of asshole, or just kind of a dick? <laughs> uh, you used to eat apples while you evil monologued. I, I don't have a response for that, I don't know. <laughs> I would like to I thought, throw the apple I thought only death Clout. gods liked apples, what? Okay, yeah, Clout, uh, you get beamed with a golden apple. And ah. it, like, hits against you, and there is that, like, sound of, like, apple going, like, like, as it connects. Like, it's not a solid gold Wait. chunk. Did it make, like, the noise, but it gets embedded in the hole. Yeah, like, lands Oh, yeah, no, and, like, there is, like, that <laughs> apple -y juice that is, like, coming down and, like, is getting near your eye, and, like, all right, now I remember why I'm an asshole. Careful, it might be magical. I just wanted to see if it was real or actually made of gold. <laughs> just eat a gold brick. It's <laughs> <laughs> dense. How does that make it any better? I didn't have to climb down the tree to get another one. Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> Clout's just gonna like chunk, like take it off of his uh, horn and like smell it. It's. The way that it smells is like almost a fresh baked apple pie is coming mm. from the inside. Like there's that little bit of like extra sugary that comes with the actual like uh, the drizzlings that are in there. There's a little bit of like that cinnamon kick. And then like also like a little bit of a uh, an added spice to it. You're not really sure what that added spice is, but it smells like you would steal this off of somebody's windowsill or like a Di or like a Disney character would be like flying with their feet making little wings as they are like drawn to it. It smells delicious. All right, just made a good boy roll before anyone stops and he bites into it. Okay. 
How much of this apple do you eat? It's delicious. Well, he's just going to take a bite out of it for, like, to start off with and just kind of like, hmm. A question. What kind of apple does Clout like? Does he like super crispy? Might tear, like, might break your teeth off when you're biting into it? Or do you like, I don't imagine anyone, but are you like a mealy apple kind of person? No. No, I think I think he likes a, a, a good crisp apple. That okay. sounds nice. And like it has like foley sound, like the most audible, like nice sound that an apple can have as you bite into it. It makes that noise. All right. Fun fact about foley sounds: you, they actually bite into a plastic bottle because it's a lot crisper. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Actually, I looked. I looked around for a plastic bottle. I, there's none to be found. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, but like with more juice. Please do not try to imitate the juice. <laughs> Spoot. Sans juice, please. Uh, yeah, no, he just crunches into that apple. Uh, okay. He's going to like walk over under the tree to like just so that he's ready to catch Lowry in case she falls. Okay. As you eat more than half of this apple, you gain the following benefit. Uh -huh. You're on fire now. You have advantage on wisdom saving throws for the next 24 <laughs> hours. That's incredible. Do you Yay. feel like you're going to die? Maybe All the time. Die. I'm sorry, what was that two people spoke at once? I mean, we're all going to die. Crunch. Yeah, I know, but I mean from the apple. <laughs> he kind of looks down at it like, you know, like, oh shit. <laughs> Mmm. Crunch. No, no, I don't think so. Okay, good. Incoming. <laughs> or he's gonna pick some more and just toss them down to clout. Okay, gold or silver. Um. Oh. Uh, determining that the gold ones are safe to eat, she'll probably pick a gold one for each party member okay. if she can. For sure. All right, and then Vice, you wanted to look around a little bit. So you were dropped off basically at the very front of uh, of this wall. There's the gate that is behind you, and you can see that there are these like strong uh, wrought iron-looking bars. Uh, and then uh, there are the trees. There's the uh, there is the uh, river that kind of runs by, and then of course there are those two large towers. Uh, that you had seen previously. And it looks like one of them has a staircase that actually leads up to it. And the other, the way that you would actually get to that tower is by walking along uh, the upper barricade of wall that is attached uh, to the far right-hand side of the, uh, of the palace itself. It doesn't look like there's a way from the garden to get up directly to there without some use of flight or climbing or other dexterous things that Vice is good at. Hmm. Could we also get a map? Uh, yes. Eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will provide that. Jogs back over to the rest of the group. So, it doesn't look like, well, we could get up to one of the towers using the stairs there, but then we'll have to take the ramparts to the next one. Clout tosses a gold apple at Vice. <laughs> Lowry jumps down from the tree. Oh, you didn't eat that, did you? They're poisonous. 
We all gotta die sometime. How? Okay. Rats, I was hoping for at least a little panic. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Vice, as you eat over half of this advantage on wisdom saving throws. And spontaneously combust. Okay, ah. and I have put the map into the Discord. It's huge. Boy, oh boy. Oh, I'm getting fucking Tomb of Annihilation flashbacks with all that green. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. There's not going to be any Tomb of Annihilation here. <laughs> Why would there be? That is a lot of green. <clears throat> but, yes. Um, stairs over there and then points to the other tower. We have to go in to get out into that tower. And Balhadur, you had, uh, in the bottom most of the map, there looks like there is a little covered area, almost like a tent. That is where you had seen uh, the guests. Okay. Uh, I would assume then at this point I have returned uh, to the group? Yeah. Okay. Y'all went your I separate ways, explored around a little bit, and then came back. I have found some non-inanimate persons. Balhadur gets a apple tossed at them. I um, I'm more of a carrion and insectoid type person, but I appreciate it. Nice catch, Simon. I know that gnat has been bug like flying around my fucking station all <laughs> night, and I finally got him. I thought you were talking about the apple. No. The apple was a good catch, though. Great job. Great job. I'm still in well this done. game. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, up ahead on the other side of this gate, there is a pavilion in which there are some other still unmoving things like the bees in the water, but there are some persons conversing and music playing. Seems only some things in this area are currently frozen in time. Shall we go talk to them, then? Not a bad idea. Find out what's going right. on. Mm -hmm. Uh, you sure they're friendly? They were playing music. Music lovers can't be that unbearable. <sighs> it doesn't always necessarily mean people are friendly. It does mean that they're not immediately ready for combat. Mm. Unless they're barbarians, and then we have another thing to worry about. I think the correct term is scald. <laughs> Give me a few more levels, then we'll see about that. Nose begins to bleed. Okay. So as the lot of you get closer, you will see that there is what looks to be a, uh, a human farmer. Uh, and you can tell because they are wearing like the burlap clothes and all of the, tr they have a little hat. They look like, uh, the the not Moomin from Moomin. They look like uh Snurfkin? Is is that the dude's fucking name? From it doesn't matter. They have a little hat uh and clothes on that uh you can tell desperately or uh very like pointedly makes them look like a farmer. And they have a pumpkin in their arms. Uh and the pumpkin has like the jack-o'-lantern face, but the jaws like keep 
snapping out. He's like, no, no, we can't keep doing that. And like, you see that the farmer is actively uh, conversing with this, uh, with this uh, pumpkin that desperately wants to eat things. And you overhear that the pumpkin's name is Yamzu. Uh, you see that there is a, uh, a rather haughty looking uh, uh, aristocrat of a elven lineage. And then you see a stout body, very broad, that you would guess is attributed to a dwarf, but it is very hard to clock them as this dwarf is headless. Uh, it seems that they are missing their head entirely, and their arms are folded, and feet are tapping, and, like, they seem to be engaged with the conversation, albeit uh, a very uh, obvious lack of uh, conversation seems to be coming from them. Uh, then you see that there is a, uh, a female, uh, uh, noble, also of human lineage, but you see that they have what looks to be, like, some kind of draconic rune is, like, on their neck, and it has, like, this, like, <coughs> tealish, scaled quality to the tattoo itself. And then, of course, there is a large brown bear uh, who is, like, actively drinking wine and just mouthfuls of berries and cream. Uh, and it seems that they, uh, as you approach, are actually in the middle uh, of a very heated conversation, uh, which is um, they are having a very animated conversation about whether clotted cream should be applied to a scone before or after the jam and it seems like this bear is 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 trying to understand why you would not just like what is the point of these things tell me and like they're picking up on it and like just like drooling in that big bearish kind of way uh as they do no, actually it's worse than i thought they're sophisticates Weissel, walk over Actually, if you slice the cone, in, uh, the scone in the middle, and then apply the clotted cream on one side and then jam to the other, that probably avoids your problem. Uh, you see my point. And uh, as you say this, uh, one of the individuals says, "Yes, exactly. That is what I was trying to." Oh, hello. Oh, I see. Hello, newcomers. Hello, welcome. Uh, uh, everyone, uh, introduce yourselves. Uh, hello, my name is Lord Eld. Uh, and the farmer comes up, Sumai, uh, and this is Yamzu. And the pumpkin just, hey, devour! And he's like, oh, gee, all he wants to do is devour human flesh. I'm sorry, it's a real problem that he seems to be having. Quiet, Yamzu. And, like, taps the gourd twice on top of the head and just, has like, uh, a, like, goom, 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 like, hollow sound of this gourd ends up coming with. Uh, Souls of the innocent. A bagel. No! As far Two as, bagels. Uh, as far as uh, we are aware, this one showed identification, uh, naming themselves Obel Ob. Uh, we're not really sure what they're here for. Um, they wrote out on a piece of paper something about uh, uh, magic and their head being missing. Honestly, uh, a very sore, uh, sore spot. This is Bodger, or as we have grown to know him, Sir Barrington. Uh, he's an absolutely wonderful individual. High note, high esteem. Uh, he claims to be member of, of several royal courts. Uh, however, uh, uh, Bodger, uh, sorry, Sir Barrington, what did you say 
Uh, was the reason you were here again? Oh, yes, good fellow. As this bear, like, shudders up a little bit and stiffens and just... There was a triad, you see. Uh, it was upset that my skills of catching fish, which I don't know why humans have such a difficult time, you simply stand at the top of the waterfall, open your mouth, and the fish will happily jump into it. It's a, uh, it's a brown bear tradition, <laughs> as it were. But now I am uh, rather curious about these uh, scones and their uh, creams and, and jams to go along with them. But a dryad was upset that I was eating all the fish in the local area, so it has cursed me to dislike the taste of fish. But I want it. I want it so badly, so I have... Uh, come here to speak with the Builder on my behalf uh, as a Lord Regent to see about uh, being able to eat that sweet succulent salmon that uh, seems to run every spring. And uh, Lord Eld nods, nods, nods. And this is Majera Deva uh, Del Valze. Uh, uh, Majera, I'm sorry, I... I got really swept up in the scones conversation again. This is like the hot dog is a hot dog a sandwich conversation from the other how long has it been? You know the one. Like, is it an open face? It doesn't matter. We all ruled that it was really trivial, as it were. Uh and Majera bows and uh explains that they are in an arranged marriage. They don't want to be in an arranged marriage anymore, and they were hoping that uh, uh, Zbilna would um, sort of take care of it for her. Uh, she'll be a patron, or however it works afterwards, but uh, she really just doesn't want to be in, in this situation anymore, really. And Lord Eld just, yes, yes, we have all been waiting here for uh, quite some time. Uh, when we arrived, uh, these two individuals, and you can see that, like, these two other individuals that are frozen, like, their arms were, like, outstanding, and the others seem to have been, like, using them as, like, coat racks kind of thing. Uh, just more like, like, they can't talk, they're not doing anything, let's just, like, put a, a thing over their face, their expression makes me sad. Uh, to, uh, to just, like, be more of a piece. And then you see that these, like, actual badgers, like, swat, these are not, like, badger folk, much like the bear, uh, is just a bear. These badgers are just badgers, but they're, like, playing woodwind instruments really well. One of them has, like, a, uh, has, a, a brass, uh, instrument with them. Others are playing strings, and they are just, like, putting on this, this lovely little minstrel bit. Uh, ever so wonderfully. And, uh, uh, Lord Eld then asks, or, uh, then says, um, and you'll notice kind of looking at him that he is, like, grayish in color and moves very slowly. And they are, like, they're a, they're a statue. They are a living statue. And Lord Eld explains, uh... That he was transformed into a living statue by wild magic emanating from the family crypt. And he's looking to get that, you know, just washed under the rug so that way he can go back to doing his thing. And, and what are, I'm assuming that uh, uh, all of you are probably here uh, to seek the wish granter uh, yourself, the fairy godmother. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, uh, you know what, I, I don't like to guess as to other people's wishes. That is rather rude. 
food, uh, one might uh, assume. But can I interest you in any snacks, any tea and cakes? Uh, they are absolutely delicious. They have been ever since we got here. Oh, no, I'm fine. I just had an apple. Oh, cool. Oh, one of the apples that are over there. They're so delicious. They taste like a pie almost. I feel weird sort of like leaving the pavilion to go and get it. And I, my sense of taste is uh, rightfully turned to um, stone along with the rest of me. But uh, when I can get uh, some inside of me, I can feel it digesting in, in a very good and positive way. The gold ones uh, make me feel as though I'm a bit wiser, and the silver ones make me uh, feel like I'm a little bit sturdier. Uh, but, alas, it would seem that I'm only able to feel one or the other, but eating two apples does not make me feel both. Good to know. Um, yes, we are also here to see... Lady Zabilna. Um, oh, good. That's wonderful. Right. You said you guys have been waiting for a while now. Yes, right? yes. It's at least a week, I would, I would assume. I mean, it's been. I don't know. The sun never really goes down and it never really goes back up. I mean, I know that she's busy, you know, like, busy, busy. But. That is one of the benefits of being a statue, as well as an elf. I have nothing but time on my side. Have you tried going in to talk to her? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, everyone knows uh, that she will come to you when she's ready. Uh, we were told uh, a while back, uh, well, when the first one of us arrived, they said that uh, someone would be out to get us, and um, oh, I don't really know how long ago that was. Yeah, I, I, let's say a stretch of time. Again, at least I'm thinking we maybe have been here for a week, two weeks. Who told you to wait here? Do you remember who they were? Have you seen yes. them? Yes. Uh, it was three individuals. I don't know if they were on staff. One of them looked uh, like if you, you were like a marionette riding on the back of a rocking horse. Another one, dreadful woman, uh, said something about the tea here tasting bad and called us all filthy tea drinkers uh, before she left. I didn't really like her at all. And then the other fantastic woman. Uh, rather, rather charming looking, uh, really had uh, what would appear to be almost a marionette set uh, where her ribcage was. And the badgers uh, actually pipe up at this and uh, one of them says, What fine ladies they are! Their names should have been Sweetness, Kindness, and Charity for all the, uh, for all the good they do. And the badgers all sort of nod and then go back to playing. And just, yes, yes! Uh, Kindness, sweetness, and 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 charity. Uh, they were I... the ones uh, who who told us, you know, just wait a little bit, and and oh, don't. Zbilna would be very upset if we go. She needs time to rest and, and all of that. We understand she's very busy ruling Prismia from here. I, I want to insight that. Cloud. Yeah. <clears throat> Make an insight check. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. This guy has no fucking clue how long he's been here. None of the people okay. 
have any idea. They're posh nobles, half of them elven, who have mm -hmm. who understand that uh, paperwork and bureaucracy take a long time. And with that eighteen, when the when the badgers said uh, that uh, they should be named sweetness, kindness, and charity for all the for all the good things that they do. Oh no, he dumb. Oh, okay. He's not right. lying. He's just stupid. All right, but Head empty, okay. full of beans. <laughs> well, my suspicions were either they don't know any better, or they've been charmed to think this. Yep, don't know any better is a is a strong contender. Uh, All at right, this point. Uh, Vice was gonna lean over and say something to Clout. I think their names are dead, dead, and dead. I we might want to keep that to ourselves. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Balladur, have you like have you engrossed yourself into this conversation about scones at all? Uh not yet. No, okay. Vice has been taking point, so they left it to them. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> oh yes, well we can go see if Lady Zabilna is up to seeing anyone oh. Oh, no 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 not on not on our behalf what is we've all introduced ourselves what is what are your names and promise we we aren't looking for true names if you have a preferred name we can go by that as well we just you know we want to know who we're sharing scones with is all um i am vice noble lord of Waterdeep. deep Moon. it's a pleasure to meet you oh that's Two for four? Two for three, actually. Wait, what do you mean? Your name wouldn't happen to be Clout, would it? No, I'm Vice. No, not you, the other handsome strapping one. Where did you I am Balhadur Morthak, not Clout. Oh, no, we know who you are. Ah, good. They've sent word of me. Yes. Well, one individual did. It's rather loud, long-winded. Uh, there was a box, a present, uh, here that was delivered by uh, a rather fine gentleman with a very fancy mustache, uh, mm -hmm. who said to leave it for a clout, lowry, and vice, uh, and... We we thought it rude to open the container beforehand, uh, but a uh, uh, bodger uh, and the brown bear like lumbers over, picks up this like white box with red ribbon that's like perfectly able to be popped open, and there is a letter on it uh, that says to Lowry, Clout, and Vice, love Sir Talibar. Oh. Okay, it's probably not a bomb then. Probably <laughs> not. Like eighty twenty at this point. Yeah. Ah, yes, the case of the mysterious package. <laughs> the case of the mysterious ticking noise. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, opening up uh, this box, you see uh, a note that says, "My thanks for uh, my thanks for uh, the rescue of myself and my apprentice." May fortune smile upon you, yours, Sir Talavar. And you can see what looks like next to the yours. There's like very tiny little lipstick print. You think that he might have like kissed the note before he put it inside uh, of this box. 
but you see that there is a chime of opening. Huh. Huh. That's useful. Could be. Well, thanks for holding on to this for us. Yes, of course. He came to deliver it, um... Ten years ago? No, no. There's no way that we've been here for ten years. Surely we would have, we would know if it was ten years. That's a long time. I might be long-lived, but yeah, it's still a grip. <laughs> right you are. Yes. No, he came maybe a day or two ago. Say, so, do you guys know if there's any dangers we should be aware of if we make our way into the palace? Dangers? Well, uh, there was uh, those, uh, that group of, of uh, there was a man who uh, had, a, had a sword strapped to his back, rather strapping, wore uh, what looked like a bluish helmet that had like bat wings uh, stretching from the side. There was a rather decrepit uh, old wizard uh, who seemed to be making his way in there as well. There was a, a well, at, the t at the time, uh, a woman who had, um, like, facial markings in the shape of lightning bolts that extended down the side uh, of her face. Um, said, we heard mumblings that she was uh, uh, wanting to maybe try out a different uh, moniker for the stage, that sort of thing. Uh, there was a, a, a bulkier-looking uh, uh, individual who looked rather shady to me, uh, and then there... I don't know if I would describe them to being a cleric, uh, because they didn't look like any cleric I'd ever seen. But they all went in and they were uh, some of the last ones uh, that any of us had heard of entering in there and we really only know this because two of those individuals ended up leaving later uh, with the three one of them uh, excitedly going back to a theater of some sorts good for her you know we encourage uh, the the progress of thespian arts many of us uh, are patrons here isn't that right uh, so Sir Barrington, Bodger himself, he's commissioned many, many artists uh, to paint his likeness. And then, of course, there was uh, the the uh, shadier-looking, tougher bloke uh, who uh, said something about uh, needing to retrieve a horn of sorts. I'm not really sure what that was all about, but uh, we were assured that, again, uh, when it was our time, we would be called upon. All right, what, walk it back. How many people did you say are in there? Oh, I don't know how many people are in there. I mean, if you count servants and guests and Zbilna herself, and then, of course, that dreadful green creature that we see fly over every once in a while. Ooh, scary. We don't like that. Right, and all these people that you described going into the palace, they are dangerous? They looked dangerous as much as you look dangerous. But you look mm. dangerous in, like, a fun way. They look dangerous in, like, a bad way. Great. Sounds to me like the League of Malevolent, what's it call it, ran through here. Mm-hmm. And I'm betting the others are... Molifer's mm. company? Yes. 
All right. Well, we should probably head on in and check around. Ken, if you're going in, uh, be prepared. She might, I've heard, uh, as the mercurial way of an archfey, but hopefully she's in good tidings. We're going to wait here. I am already afflicted, uh, and I do not need uh, to lose my uh, lordly standing uh, because of a, of a door I did not knock on. But if you were more than... You're more than willing to go forward. I just, I would never. Yes, well, if you need something else to debate about, lasagna is a cake. <gasps> Did you hear? Lasagna is a cake! And the headless dwarf stamps once. And they're like, uh, and they say, Obel says, yes, it is a cake. And then uh, uh, Majra says, on Eberron, it is not a cake. And like, they just like get back into like this cyclical debate over what constitutes a cake. Is a hot dog a cake? And like that kind of thing. Like they are just like going through naming things that they think are cakes, things that are not cakes. Then they get off into a topic of frosting. And like you can just feel that this conversation will keep them occupied for days. The ketchup is just a tomato smoothie. And like Bodger like looks at their paws when you say this. Like they are going through like the biggest revelation of their entire life. As a talking bear, this is the thing that's blowing their mind. Clout's gonna, like, turn to the rest of the group and just sort of whisper, I am not kidding when I say I would rather repeatedly get punched in the face than continue listening to this conversation. Vice raises a fist. Lowry raises a fist. I am not asking Balladur for volunteers. Singing with the Badgers. <laughs> Plus Balladur. Hey, come, merry doll, merry doll, my darling. Light goes the weather wind and the feathered starling. And just the badgers are just like a time dancing around, <laughs> playing music. Really excited <laughs> about this. Beautiful. Okay. Ch uh, shall we then? Onward and inward. Let's go. Lead the way. Going on with this stone circle, Simon. Okay, let's check that out. Okay, because it's right by the pavilion. We would have walked past yeah, it. Going uh, to it, you see that there are 12 moss-covered standing stones that form a ring in the middle of a small clearing. An arcane sigil is inscribed on the inward-facing side of each stone, and the space between the stones is free of vegetation. I think this is a fairy circle. Oh no, those use mushrooms, right? I'm not entirely sure if it always needs one. No, they're just unnaturally occurring circles within nature. They can be formed with trees or flowers. Oh. Yeah, the way I assume and tell the things are restored here, this is a broken door. Fair point. Is it anything for us to be worried about? No, not now. <clears throat> I highly doubt this connects to Vorth or Meal, so... Bless you. Thank you. Okay. And then moving on, or from the position of the stone circles, you can also see through the brush that there is a rather nice-looking fountain that seems to have been caught in uh, mid-splendor. 
as well as what looks to be a rather sizable looking great axe that is embedded into a tree stump. It just lies uh, slightly over the still river. Looks what's... like it could call things. I'm oh, sorry, Dad. Oh, Lowry's going to point to that and go, what's that over there? Looks like an axe on a tree stump. That's that's not the right axe for woodcutting. Might be the right axe for a fight. Or door bashing. Or door bashing. Vice will hop over. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. Let's make Vice touch all the suspicious things. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay. Vice, as you go to take it out of the stump, it is in there good. It is in there really good. And you don't think that any which way of you moving it uh, will actually be enough to get this out. Oi, one of you with actual muscles, come help me. <laughs> Looks at Clout. <laughs> Just sort of shrugs and approaches. Okay. He'll give it a good look. Yeah, Clout, this thing looks like it is embedded in this stump deep. And it looks like the stump, like, in its defense, is, like, trying to, like, pinch the blade of the axe. Like, it seems like the wood itself is, like, trying to keep this axe inside of it. Interesting. Uh, he's going to knock on the stump. Like, hey, can you talk? There is no response from the stump. All right. It's worth a try. Are you going to try and pull it out? Yeah, I guess this is where this is leading, huh? It's gonna Should he be worthy? Oh, here. <laughs> Take this. Uh, Lowry is going to cast Enhance Ability, uh, giving you Bull's Strength. The target has advantage on strength checks, and his or her carrying capacity doubles for up to one hour. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Or until my concentration drops. Yep. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that and try to pull it out. Okay. Uh, you go to try and pull the axe out, and even with your like the magic coursing through your muscles. The axe does not budge. Make a strength check for me. All right. Did you say I get advantage on this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Book. Uh, 19. 19. You feel like lifting this axe. You're more so pulling the stump out of the ground than you are the axe out of the stump. Great hmm. hammer. Great hammer. <laughs> <laughs> But the axe it, itself it, does not budge. Not coming with me? It does not, no. <clears throat> Do you think it's affected by the magic of this place? Uh, I guess it could be. Maybe. That doesn't bode well for opening doors. No. Alright. Unless we have any other bright ideas to try and get a great axe out of a stump. Mm -mm. I cast Dispel Magic on the stump. Okay. You go to lift the axe again, and the axe is just, like, firm. Like, it's just an old stump. It is a very difficult stump to maneuver. There doesn't seem to be a sword in the stone situation going on. It seems like this is a matter of, of muscles. 
Of course, it's more of an axe and a stump situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many spells can I burn on this stump? I um, can just try and decay the wood away. Yeah, give it a go. Unfortunately, metal ages a lot slower than wood, so I don't have to worry about uh, collateral damage. If it's Vice magic, it shouldn't be away. a problem. <laughs> Just breathe some necrotic energy on this stump. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Rolling. Ooh, nice. Almost max. 19 necrotic damage. Okay, yeah. This stump just begins to wither away, and you can see it, like, it gets that mushy texture to it, and Clout, with your bull strength still giving you that advantage, you just tear that axe out of the stump, and as it comes out, you have gained the following item. Oh, axe of whacking. You have gained a woodcutter's axe. <laughs> Fuck's plant axe. Is it the fucking plant axe? You have a plus one bonus to attacks and damage rolls when you use this axe to make an attack against a plant. It's the fuck plants axe. <laughs> or a wooden object that isn't being worn or carried. It deals two two d six extra slashing damage on a hit. Oh boy! All right. It's the fuck plants axe. Yay! Yeah, add a great axe to your inventory. If you can use it at all. I mean, if you're not proficient with something, you just don't add your proficiency bonus to its attacks. Correct. Now who is proficient in martial weapons? Well, Hadur. Yep. <laughs> and Vice. <laughs> no strong. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, I could make it my pack weapon. Oh, no, it's heavy, I think. I'm two-handed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so he, like, chunks it up out of the uh, decrepit wood, uh, just sort of turns it over in his hands and says, All right, who wants it? You are the one who produced it from the metaphorical stone. I haven't swung an axe at anything that isn't made out of wood. Well, good, that's usually its intention. Hmm. I All have right. no use for slashing things, nor should I reap any benefits from your heroic deeds. I am merely here to help this party achieve their first adventure. Sure you don't want it, Larry? Oh, I definitely can't even lift that. Or... Yeah. Hmm. All right. Larry has like... a negative one strength. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna sling it over his shoulder, just like uh, stick it through a loop in his uh, satchel. Okay. Just mount it on his back. He's got it if he needs it. Okay. Sounds good. So then from where you are all at, there is a large tower with a staircase leading up to uh, the south of you. And then to the north, you can see that there is this kind of walled-in garden inside of this walled-in garden. And it seems like it's very uh, intricate bronze work that seems to extend in a circular pattern around it. But on the inside, you can see that there are roses that are currently being uh, grown. Neat. 
And then, of course, at the center of, uh, or leading from the center of this pavilion, you see that there are uh, two sets of winding steps on either side of a uh, central walkway uh, that goes about 20 feet up. Right. That looks like the entrance. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, you go that 20 feet up, and you are first met with a large double door that on one side you can see has what looks to be the uh, iron effigy of a stag, of a, a proud-looking uh, deer, and on the other side is a very noble-looking lion. And then that is directly in front of you. But if you travel to the west, there is also another set of double doors. So when you say one side and the other, like one door has a stag and one door has a lion? Or is it like the outside is stag and the inside is lion? So there are the double doors. And then imagine where you would find sconces on either side. There is just like these stag. One stag, one yeah. lion. One lion head and one stag head coming out on the right and the left. Can I inspect these statues? Yes, you can. <clears throat> Are they mechanical, magical, artificial? Delicious. 17. Okay. Uh, 17. These definitely seem magical in nature. Might and I would magical. say with a 17, you would notice that on the stag's head, much in the same way as uh, when you uh, like how they have like the bronze statues of dogs and you can tell which are the uh, that all the dog statues are the best dogs because there's that like that like gold rubbing where people like will like boop their nose like that kind of thing there is a little bit of a discoloration in a circular like pattern on top of the stag's head versus the lion's boop and you boop the statue and nothing happens hmm. oh these are magical in nature i just don't know what they do Great. Does I'll try the line, not to dispel these ones. Does the line have the same wear and tear as the stag? It does not. Elsewhere? Maybe you rub it? There is no response. There's some double doors over there to the side. You could try those. Are the doors locked right now? Have you tried them? Yeah, Vice, you go over and you you try for uh, you try for the door, and it does not seem to budge. It seems to be held in place. Try Vice. opening the door while your hand is on the uh, the stag. Does not move. Vice does the push pull lift. Still does not move. <laughs> hmm. Have you tried kissing it? I'm not a proud man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you smooch that deer statue, and uh, you hear a little ooh, ooh as blush lines. <laughs> no, I, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. Uh, 
Some sort of importance for something we cannot figure out right now. You said there was a second set of double doors? Yes, uh, to our west. Ah. Okay. Well, we can always try that door to see if it's unlocked. Okay, yeah, you go over to the other set of doors, uh, and you feel the door is actionable. You can actually, like, do something with this door. Uh, if vice you are the one who is attempting to open it. This door functions, at the very least. Uh, weapons at the ready, just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh... Out of a curious thought, Balthadur will walk over and boop the lion and jiggle the door handle. Still nothing. All right. <laughs> Anybody else have any last-minute thoughts or, or attempts to do on this here door? Chime of opening. I really feel like there's a, there's a secret to this. Well, there's definitely a secret to this. And we could use the chime, though I believe we, unless uh, Sotalafar has given us a used device, we should have about ten uses of it. Let's save it for when we really need it. Vice will attempt to open the door Ooh, to, in the west. What if we try and open the door as a deer? Uh, as a deer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe a stag needs to be present or something. I'm throwing spaghetti until something sticks, essentially. And over here. Okay. So going for the other door? Yeah, if we run out of ideas for the front door, we at least have a door. Okay. Sounds good. So, going to the other door, it opens. Fantastic. <gasps> there's no secret trick. There's no trap. There's nothing. The door just opens for you, and it's absolutely wonderful. And the doors swing open to reveal a crystal carriage hitched to a pair of glass statues shaped like pegasi. Folded silk butterfly wings are attached to the roof of the carriage. Hmm. Anybody else feel like this is important somehow? It looks like it's somebody's chariot. Yeah. It looks like it kind of belongs at the Witchlight Carnival. And going bit, and, like, I guess. investigating it, you can actually see that, like, when you go to try for the doors, the door handles don't go. There are actually no, like, handle handles to really attempt this. But looking inside, you can see kind of, like, hanging from, like, almost like the equivalent of a rearview mirror, there is just a crystalline key. Interesting. I'll mage hand it. Yoink. Okay. It is inside of the it is inside of the carriage. The carriage and, is I mean, fully sealed, so you have it and just ding. Uh, like it comes up against the window. Hmm. Ding ding. I'm gonna start trying to find like a hole somewhere. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, and kind of looking at it, it looks like uh five medium or smaller creatures could fit comfortably inside of this cab with an additional seat up front for the driver. Clout. What? Chime. 
Whether you think we should use it? Is that a higher elevation of importance than the front door? Well, we're in now. And I don't see a way into this carriage unless someone wants to break out a window. I can try something. It is also of note that in this room, there is a doorway to the north and to the east. Yeah. Okay. If you go to uh, page six on the jam board, oh. you'll see in the lower left where we're at. Lowry's going to cast uh, gaseous form. Okay. And see if there's any cracks she can slip through to get into the inside. Make an investigation no, check. 13. 13? It takes a little bit to really, like, try and find it. Your gaseous forming all over, but eventually you do find that there is a, a crease where a door, like, where the door shuts that you are able to... Uh, she will go inside and <sighs> drop concentration on the spell. Take the key. Can I unlock it from the inside? Yeah, you go and you put the key, like at the like where a door would be and you actually see a keyhole forms that you are then able to put the key into unlock and then let me out yeah the door Clout is a Clout's a little bit alarmed until she does <laughs> like just open up the door and then he like visibly like deflates just sort of like <sighs> are you okay i was just worried we wouldn't be able to get you out of there i mean if i could get in i could get out it was yeah fine. Right, of course. Do you always think the worst? Yes. I am a hopeful pessimist. I hope for the best and expect the worst. That way I'm never unpleasantly surprised. Hmm. Okay, that tracks. <laughs> okay, so you got the key to the glass carriage or the crystal carriage. Right. Well, if we need a mode of transportation on our way out, we have a ride. Mm -hmm. There are doors to our north and east here. Which one feels more promising? Mm. I can assume north is deeper into the castle. We could flip a coin. Hmm. Heads or tails? Tails. Tails north, east heads north. Is tails? You can't see it. That's a coin. <laughs> tails it is. You said it was east. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's check out that door. Okay. So when you open up the door, this feels like a very proof of fools way of deciding what to do. Oh, for sure. Oh, <laughs> do you mean like you're standing on a fork in the road, you don't put your sword in the ground and then just let it fall to tell you which way you should go? <laughs> Honestly, very, very adventurer. Very cool. I just do that with a mushroom. <laughs> okay, so as you open up the door and peer in, 
you see a ring of marble pillars sculpted with images of fairies and demons supports the arched ceiling of this circular chamber. Seven archways spaced evenly around the room's perimeter lead to empty turrets with, wall, uh, with tall stained glass windows set in their walls. Each window bears the image of a knight in armor. Near the middle of the room, a short, gray-bearded man in black robes reclines on a gilded wooden throne with clawed feet. The man grips the leashes of three small, scaly, bird-like creatures. A muscular, armored man stands next to the throne. He wears a helm that conceals his face except for his red, glowing eyes, and his sword he holds is wreathed in flames. A statue of an unarmored elf stands in front of the throne. The statue is posed as if ready for battle, with a short sword gripped tightly in each of its hands. Also of note, in this area, you will see that towards the ceiling, or not necessarily towards the ceiling ceiling, but more higher up than you are you can see that there are indeed little spots where you might be able to view down into what you would assume to be a throne room and there is a section of wall that looks like it was caught mid kool-aid man with bricks and other pieces of detritus still like flowing out above what looks to be this large vacuous looking chamber beneath you and there is a human man with a shield up and sword drawn cape flowing like caught mid-flow in the wind that is just held in time above what is otherwise a rather deep rather desperate looking fall but it seems like these two individuals uh standing in this room have not noticed you as Vice is walking in and notes the scene, he quickly, like, just ducks down. Shit. What? What's going on? Uh, looks like the League and Molliver's crew might have been fighting. I, I, I don't think they can hear us. I'm not gonna risk that. Let's move on. If we stand here and like for a couple of like a minute or two, do the people like on the throne, who's clearly the League of Baddies, do they move at all? Or yes, they, they do. Just... Mm. Oh no! Yeah, they don't seem like they are adhering to any of the same principles of Dunamancy that the rest of the frozen in time individuals are, such as. The dude decked out in full armor that looks like he was just rushed through a wall above a bottomless pit and then was just stuck there. Vice will just put a finger to his lips and usher everyone out, quietly closing the door. Looks like the baddies are still active. Ow. It definitely seems like they might have had some sort of part in the play that took Sibilna off their throne if they are not being affected by what is happening here. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to be more careful in case they come out to the rest of the castle. How many of them were in there? Three or four. There's, what, six members of the League minus one because skin I... and eating. 
I didn't see the half orc. But well, there's that, one unaccounted for. There's one unaccounted for, mm-hmm. yes. Let's keep a vigilant eye in case we can single them out while we're around the castle. Very well. Then I guess the north door is the next one we take. Aye. Okay. North door it is. Uh, Moon, do you think it would be wise to enhance our sneaking uh, capabilities with your magic? I can. I'll have to drop the concentration on clout. What are you concentrating on clout for? Uh, Enhanced ability. Uh, I'll just enlarge myself if I have to be strong again. In public, clout imkin. I'm sorry. Are we not in the middle of a stealth mission? You want to quip some more? (laughs) 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 Past cast without a trace. Stealth. Okay. Sounds good. So, you go into the north room. uh, And as you go into this room, you see that there is this long, luxurious rug that stretches the length of the room. And running the length of this oblong room is a rug woven with images of thorny white roses. Each of the doors on the north and south walls, or yeah, south walls, has an alabaster pedestal standing inside the room beside it. Atop each pedestal is an alabaster vase that holds several long-stemmed white roses. Carved into the vase are the words, take one, in common. Like, Wait, as, a, as a party, we take one, or as an individual, we take one. Unclear. One flower, please. Okay. Flower? 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 Well, as long as it's not candy. <laughs> okay. So, Vice and Balhadur both take a white flower. Okay, and then inside you can see that there are doors to the uh, east, west, and north, but the door on the west has again stag, lion. Uh, The door to the north does not have this. Uh, and the door to the east, you are assuming, also would lead back out above the chasm. This, like, tumultuous-looking uh, torrent of magic that seems to exist. Was was there anything we learned about Zabilna that had anything to do with stags and lions? Is uh, this, they might need a favorite pet. I don't think so. Does this um, look worn at all, like the stag in the front door? Is it? Yes, the lion this time looks like it has uh, uh, etchings of where something might uh, have rested upon it at one point. Little hats or crowns. Okay, and as you are looking at all of uh, the doors and figuring out which way to go, the rug that is underneath you begins to shift and move and it actually pulls backward and stands up almost like uh, a serpent would 
as this rug of smothering is going to <gasps> begin its due do diligence do. <laughs> uh, of attacking. Uh, specifically, in this case, it would go for Lowry. So I'd like for everybody to roll initiative. Oh, no. One. Oh, yay. Okay. Okay. So it will be going on a surprise round first, but that is a okay. I have the alert. No, I don't. I wish. Okay, so Balhadur, what'd you get? Ten. Ten. Vice, you got... 19. 19. Okay. Lowry? 12. 12. And Clout? I also got 12. Uh, my dexterity is 15. What's yours? <laughs> yeah, yours is higher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, as this fanciful l rug uh, begins to its assault. It is going to get its prize action. Okay. And it is da -da 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 to try and make an attack. That is a 23 to hit. Oof. Yeah. Okay, Lowry, mm -hmm. you are wrapped up by this rug, uh, and you are considered grappled. Excellent. Until this grappled ends, you are restrained, blinded, and at a risk of suffocating. Woo! What's your con modifier? Plus two. Okay, okay. Lowry, you are going to be taking a total of 14 points of damage as this rug goes to smother you. Oof, owie. As it <laughs> does. Okay. Sounds good. So that was, again, the surprise round from this here rug. Which means at the top of the round, we have Vice. Here we go. Uh, Vice is just gonna... Is it just Lowry by the rug, or do I have allies The rug there? is the rug that stretches the length of the hallway. <clears throat> cool. I'm gonna hope for sneak attack, then. Okay. As... <laughs> Are you about to stab into this carpet that's wrapped around our friend? <laughs> <laughs> well, not the part that's wrapped around our friend. <laughs> uh, 23 to hit. Uh, 23 does hit. Let's go. Uh, Thus begins uh, the gag of a party repeatedly beating and hitting something that a party member is in. <laughs> Do you want me to separate out the damage or just total everything? Uh, total it out. Okay. Uh, Unless it's for any psychic damage. 14 points of magical piercing. Okay, sounds good. So you see that as the blade goes into it, the fibers actually tighten, and they tighten in the same way that fabric does, all the way up the length of the robe, and it seems like it is able to shrug off about half of this stab damage from what you were able to give. Lowry, the threads around you tighten, and you are dealt an additional seven points of damage. Oof, owie, okay. Oh! Oh, oh. no. Oh no. How much was that? That was seven. for a total of seven. seven. Yeah. Cut it free. That's my turn. Okay, sounds good. Next up is the rug, as the rug rolled a 17 on initiative. So it is going to make another attack uh, at the individual that it has inside of its magical rugness. 
Uh, that is a 13 to hit. Lowry, does that hit? Yep. Okay. Damn. Lowry, no that is going to be roughness? for 10 points of bludgeoning damage. As the rug continues to squeeze and smother. Okay. Okay, next up, Lowry. You are restrained, blinded, and you are currently suffocating. Clot would be going before Lowry uh, with his dex. Yes, okay. So I will put a 12.1. So that way you go first in my initiative tracker. So Clout, you would be next. Um, and you've Clout's just gonna... seen that uh, Vice stabbing out at this rug has indeed uh, caused Lowry harm. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, I'd like to grab and yank the rug off of her. I want to try and pull it off of her. Okay. Sounds. Would we call that good. Call that in athletics. To be an opposed grapple. I, I'm here for it. Okay, so your athletics versus this thing's athletics or acrobatics. Y'all. That's a seven. I got a twenty-one. Okay, so Ooh. yeah, you just like quick I'm tear like a Yeah, just like pull and like just leave her spinning. Okay. <laughs> and the glass is still standing. <laughs> Okay, and the rug uh, is now, like, has been pulled off, and it's, like, sort of, like, swerving back and forth with its little tassels kind of going, and then they, like, look down directly at Lowry again. Lowry, it is your turn. Or unless, Clout, you had a bonus action or anything else like that that you wanted to do. Uh, I'm going to step as far away from Lowry as possible. Okay. Like, I, I've got it. I'm just going to walk my full, like... I believe my movement is halved when I'm grappling something, so I'm just going to walk 15 feet away from him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's um, me. Let's see. Mm, no, that would hurt clout. That would hurt clout. I prepared a lot of AoE. <laughs> uh... Alright, uh, you know what? We're just gonna, uh, take the Eldritch Staff and do a heckin' bonk. <laughs> does a six hit the rug? Uh, a six does not hit the rug, no. Excellent. Wonderful. Glad to see it. Uh, let's see. Bonus actions. Uh... You know what? I'm going to healing word myself. Solid play. Oh, let's do that at second level. Okay. Uh, okay. That's my turn. Nine points of healing to me. Excellent. Next up, Balhadur. Okay. Um, Balhadur will first make the easier attempt of dialogue uh, and... Uh, say, uh, we wish you no harm or trespass. We only wish to pass. Would you like a flower in these trying times? Offer a rose towards the rug in Clout's arms. It would seem as though this rug does not understand language. Try diplomacy. Um, since this thing is crappled. 
Do we get any advantages towards attacking it while you're holding on to it? Not yet. Okay. It can merely not move. Just wait okay. until my next turn. Cannot breathe on it, because it's all up in your business. Well, you could angle your attack to where only the rug is in the, like, attack. Because, like, the rug is not taking up the same space that I am. You could... Right. But like, we are in a tiny grappled by 40-foot hallway, so, like, my, my cone is gonna hit someone. <laughs> mm. Um... I don't feel like stabbing it because uh, circling back to puncturing something with a friend in it. Uh, phrasing. Um, I am going to instead take this opportunity to uh, pull a friend out of the ether. Uh, there is no, there is no friend in the rug. You could st no, no, stab no, no, the away. The ether, not the rug. Okay, sorry. Different metaphysics. Um, <laughs> sorry, gotcha. So I'm pulling a friend out of the ether, and I am going to say, uh, Come to us, Satanatal! <laughs> uh, and uh, in front of me manifests a bigger, stronger-looking Sertalivar, huge in comparison and about the size of a husky. A little bit bigger than that, actually. I've been yeah. drinking my milk as of late. Uh, and they will have a flaming blade with them this time. Rugs and fire seem to not be friendly. Uh, with my... That was my action. I can summon it. Yep. So action, uh, bonus action. Um, I am going to have Sir Talavar stand next to Clout. And if at any point Clout lets go of the rug... They will have a held attack action ready to attack it with flames. Excellent. Okay. Sounds And that is my turn. Good. Next up, top of the round, Vice. Oh boy. <clears throat> okay. Well, since this is free now of anything, um Does Booming Blade actually make a lot of noise? Booming energy. Um, going for the katana stab. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> yeah, natural 20. Okay. Woo! Here we go. Uh, why is sneak attack so far down? <laughs> Uh, oh no. 16 and 19 35? Jesus, yeah. Okay. Takes 35 points of damage. This rug is fucked up. Um, do I need two weapon flags? It's no, looking I a don't. little threadbare. Yeah. A little worn. Um, bonus action. Does that take a bonus action? With Sorry. A reaction, I would like Vice to add an additional d6 of fire damage to their... Don't you mean 2d6? Because mm -hmm. it's a crit? Because it's a crit. Okay! Yeah! 10 points of fire damage. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's still up, but this rug is fucked. 
Um, sorry, I'm reading Ring of Shooting Stars. <laughs> not telling me what in action. Uh, I'm gonna expend... Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna expend three charges as... Wait, isn't an action to expend? Likely? I think so. Yeah, because, like, most of those are adjacent to... You know I I'm thinking just about? closed that tab. I'm thinking about the Staff of Striking, where you can use a bonus action to mm, use yeah, charges yeah. to... Yeah, Casting okay. either from the spell requires an action. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's it for Vice. Okay, sounds good. Next up, it is the Rug. And the Rug Vice, even though you have done tried to stab it several times, it is going to attempt to wrap up Clout. Uh, as best that it can. It is going to try and smother you. Does 16 Give me with your best shot. Yeah, it does. Okay, you are considered grappled. You are going That's to be fine. taking nine points of bludgeoning damage as this thing begins to smother you. That's fine. Next up, Clout. Uh, I'm wrapped up all snug in this rug. <laughs> I'm going to shove it prone. Okay. That's another uh, grapple check. Okay. Aren't you at disadvantage because it's restraining you? Good question. What is that? Well, I know... You're restrained the... and blinded. Well, let's see. So it's might be disadvantage regardless. Yeah, it might be. Hold on. Let me look at the restrained. Creature speed becomes zero. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Uh, creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. Creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Let's try blinded. A blinded creature can't see automatically fails an ability to requ that requires sight. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. That says nothing about skill rolls. Yup. I shove it prone. Okay. 21. Well, it got, uh, it got a five, but you're still grappled buy it so you both that's, just go down onto fine. the ground yeah neither of us are going anywhere <laughs> okay next up lowry uh infestation i will need a constitution saving throw from the rug okay that rug's got big bugs that is an 18 uh okay that that's it that saves okay and it's a cantrip so it's a saver suck so that's my turn. Got it. Next up, Balhudir and Sir Talavar. That's me, and also me. So, um, the rug now is wrapped around Clout. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, I will. Run math in my head. And at a scale of one to whatever your maximum hit points are, uh, Cloud, how are you doing? I'm doing really good, actually. Awesome. I, I'll I've... breathe on you two. <laughs> that's, um, that's fine. So seeing this mess on the ground, just reptile brain reaction, just and just expend uh, necrotic energy. Um, it is a dex save. Disadvantage. I automatically fail. It's a 17. Or it's at a disadvantage, right? Yeah, it's disadvantage because y'all are laying down. Yeah, okay. I can do that. Disadvantage on dex. 16. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So it is four necrotic or two if you saved. Okay. I'm assuming a 16 didn't save. Uh, it's a DC 14. Oh. Um, and then with my bonus action, I will have Sir Talavar <laughs> bite into the carpet. Uh, in an attempt to, uh, well, hurt the you, shit out of it. You do so at advantage since it's prone. Okay, so two d20s, uh, the higher of which, plus the dragon score, which is plus PB, so that's 20, what, 22 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. All right, so then that is... Plus here, okay. Boom, boom. Uh, a total of ten fire damage as their teeth sink into the uh, piercing, rather, um, as the teeth sink into the carpet. Okay, so Clout, you are also going to be taking <laughs> five points as you are smoothered by the rug. However, this is the last act that the rug is able to do as that, like. Those, uh, like, threads feel very sharp against you, and then you can just feel that it is a heavy piece of cloth. There is no longer that element of, of alive uh, that seems to be situated with it. And as your group is, like, struggling out of this rug, having defeated it, the door to the west opens. <laughs> and you see a human wearing what look like these darkened colors, furs, a necklace with a bat. Uh, they have a, a staff that looks like it has an adder's head on it, and they have a war hammer uh, actually on their belt. And they say, War Duke, I swear to, I swear to the Goat Lord that if you're breaking furniture again, we are get... Oh, who the bloody hell are you? As this Kill individual, like, takes note that there are people in this hallway that are not supposed to be here and as this person uh takes note of you all being there that is where we are going to call it for tonight's game so when we come back first things first we're going to get into combat it's going to be a great time but i always have a great time whenever these folks are on the channel hey rj where can we find you what do you do hey everybody my name is rj and you can catch me rjustice282 on twitter and twitch where i tweet about Random shower thoughts at 3 a.m. and sometimes stream with my friends. Um, you can catch me here, of course, Mondays and Sundays. Mondays for our... No, we're not doing four keeps. We're doing our Talk Like a Pirate one-shot. Redone. I'm... My character's name is Sawbones. He's a Warforged, and he talks like Baymax. Um, other than that, catch me over at GGK, where on Thursdays and Saturdays, Thursdays for our Elegant Creatures campaign, which is a Monsters of the Week Good Society mashup we are doing. Um, yeah, thing, things are wild. No one should let me play a stabby person ever, like, honestly. Uh, Saturdays, we're doing a game uh, using the system Parcelings, which is a deck-building game where you do successes based on what card you pull. It's really great. My character is raised by wolves. Literally. He's, he doesn't know social conventions and social norms. Um, but yeah. Also, hey, go vote.
because tomorrow's the deadline for Gamer Awards. Our dear friend Sarah Roberts is nominated. Twitch streamer of the year. Charity streamer of the year. Cosplay Cosplayer streamer of the, the year. year. Go vote. Gamer Awards. Even if you never voted in like presidential elections, this is more important to me at the moment. No, actually, no. That... <laughs> Sarah Roberts. You can find me all over the internet doing uh, also nerdy things with my friends. Uh, most recently, I made a straw witch hat, which has been sitting behind me out of you. If you want to know how to make your own, I posted a tutorial to TikTok and Instagram. Go check it out. Um, other than that, I also tweet every time I go live. And I'm live in a lot of places, except for in the next coming two weeks, I'm going to be on vacation, so I won't be live very many places. But after that, I'll be live a lot again. Uh, that's me. <laughs> Salutations and good time zones to all of you out there. My name is Media Flare. I am a voice actor and streamer. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Media Flare, and I have casted all three of my votes to Sarah on the Game Her Awards, and you should consider doing so as well. DanaeKeener.com Oh, hey, speaking of DanaeKeener.com, hey, I am Danae I, of DanaeKeener.com. You can find me there. I do nerdy drawings, mostly related to D&D, &D, and a lot of things on this channel. Uh, you can also find me at DanaeKeener on Twitter. I've got a pinned tweet there with a schedule uh, that you can go and check out. It's got all of the games that I'm in, uh, and you can look at it and find out uh, what time those are going live. Uh, and you should, because I'm in a lot of really cool games, uh, along with that parceling game, uh, in which my faceless character found his face and someone else was wearing it. DanaeKeener.com If this is your first time joining us, you probably already know who I am, but if you don't, Hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the residential tired wizard here at Indoor Adventures over on Twitch.tv. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to YouTube.com slash Indoor Adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are being made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, you might have heard us mention at the beginning, you might have heard us mention some points in the middle, but we have a Patreon set up called, Patreon, uh, called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. The easiest way to ask us those questions, post them in the Twitch chat. Maybe we'll see it. Sometimes it goes pretty fast. If you want to make sure that we see it, join us on Discord. The link can be found in the Twitch chat to the side or in the description of this video or audio cast down below. Join us there, and we will be sure to answer as many questions as we possibly can in the allotted time frame, which doesn't exist yet. So just keep posting them, and we'll keep answering. But with that in mind, I'd like to say again, thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by. Thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. What? Can we, let's raid Archangelic. Yeah, we're going to raid Archangelic. Stick around for a wonderful campaign. We love her out here. All right. See y'all soon.